Do you have like a bag on you? What is that? You're strapped in? Yeah, what's that? Oh, you're in a sling. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, man. Holy shit. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know you were in a No, I, had, I got a sling. Yeah, my shoulder's killing me, bro. For everybody that's <laughs> listening to this podcast, Andrew is in a sling right now. I, you know, I thought it was like a body bag, like kind of like a crossbody setup. <laughs> He's wearing a sling. I uh, Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, I live in North Dakota. I slipped and fell on the ice and I landed on my shoulder. I had my hands in my pockets. I went hip, shoulder, head into the concrete. And I was like, yeah, so I thought I broke my shoulder. I went to the doctor yesterday, did some x-rays, not broken, just a really bad like sprain. I don't know how that works. But anyway, I'm in a sling for the next couple couple days, maybe a week and a half, two weeks. So That's tough, That's buddy. I thought you just like were swagged out. You got the hoodie on, you got the hat on, you got a no. crossbody on you. I was like, whoa, look at Zimbal stepping no. up over here. No, 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 no. Swagalicious, not the case. I am I'm in a sling. My I'm clipped, my wing is clipped. So the end of my pro dart throwing career for sure. Jeez. Yeah. Dang, and you're left-handed too. You know, we were talking to trout about you coming off the bench, you know, it's kind of like an off-speed pitcher. Not the case. It wouldn't have been an off-speed pitcher. But uh, yeah, no, it's um, it's tough, it's tough. So I don't know. I write with my right hand, so that's not like the end of the world. But at the same time, it is like a pain in the ass to try to like do anything, cook, get get dressed. But I'll tell you, it feels a lot better today than it did on Sunday. So that's, that's strange. Like, you, know, you know that you write with your right hand and you throw and do everything else with your left. I can tell you exactly why. So. When you're learning how to write, you're all sitting next to each other in those fucking tables, right? Like in elementary school. And I am such a people pleaser. I'm not going to put my elbow into the little girl next to me trying to learn how to write my ABCs. I'm going to just learn how to write with my right hand to be conforming with everybody else. One kid was left-handed. He got bullied. We were like, when we had to learn cursive, we had to like all get back together and write like in a line. Nobody wanted to deal with that shit. They said, go to the end of the table. We don't want that elbow in everybody's like stuff. So he had to sit way far away from everybody else. Not me. I'm right-handed. That's funny. Cause that's never, I'm right-handed, you know, I'm just, yeah. me. but uh, we had, we sat in class together many times and that never came, you know, that was never an issue. And I hadn't even thought about that until just now. Oh, I know. If you ever sit next to somebody with left-handed, make sure they sit at the far end of the aisle. Cause if they sit in the middle, everybody's going to be pissed off. Everybody's going to be pissed off. That sucks. Yeah. Well, don't be left-handed. Tired of winning the tailgate, but losing the games? We can't help that. But we can tell you what the hell is up with each team and what's going on across sunny San Marcos. Texas State fans, get on your feet. You're listening to Squaring Around with Jacob Rodriguez and Andrew Zimmel. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 16 of Squaring Around. I'm Jacob Rodriguez. That's the Texas State Sports Press, Andrew Zimmel. A lot of great baseball news to get into. But first, the Women's National Invitations Tournament is when we start, or where we start, this podcast, I want to say. The matchups have been set. Texas State was like the first, um, I think, like automatic bid into the WNIT, which says a lot about the program. Uh, sad face, we didn't, obviously, <laughs> win the championship in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. Um, but we got this and coach Z and everybody else was super confident and ended up being true. So, yeah, no, I like, I like that we're in the WNIT. I think that it matters. Um, I saw that North Carolina, the men's basketball team, they were picked number one before the season. 
they decided not to go to the NIT, the men's NIT. Um, and I thought that was kind of gauche. I thought that was kind of like a lame thing to do. I'm glad Texas State is going to the WNIT. I know a couple of years ago, the men's team was in the CIT. Um, so I, I think this is pretty cool. And I liked the first round opponent, Jacob. Yeah, SFA. It's kind of an old rival too. Good team. Mm-hmm. Nice test up front. Oh, yeah. No, mm-hmm. I like it. I like it a lot. And I think that it's kind of cool because you're playing an in-state rival. So hopefully you get some like fan support. You know what I mean? Like it's not it won't be one of those games where like nobody's there. You know what I mean? Like you should have Bobcats that can travel. You should have I forget what they are. The Jack Saws or whatever. They, they should be able to travel. The lumberjacks. So I think. Right? Huh? They, what are they? Lumberjacks. Like lumberjacks. That. That's what it is. Uh, you should have good groups from both sides, like showing up to to support their teams. Yeah, they're playing in Nacogdoches too. So you know, East Texas, not too bad. Not too bad. No, no and honestly, I'd rather play in East Texas than North Texas or West Texas. It'd be cool if we were hosting, but we're not. So. Did you say if we road tripped it? If we were hosting. Oh, yeah, I mean, whatever. No, not the WNIT sponsored in part by squaring around. <laughs> we're not there yet. I thought, yeah, I was like, all right, is this guy serious? That's like, crazy. No, yeah, I mean, I'd like that, obviously, but no, I, I understand our limitations at the moment. <laughs> I don't think they're giving us the WNIT to start. No, I don't think so either. No, but it would be cool. I mean, look, I, I like the first round opponent. I think that we match up really good against um, SFA. I, I was looking a little bit into their record. You know, you, you really can't get too deep into it because there's only so many like opponents and stuff. But I think it's a pretty good first round matchup. They play, um, so they play SFA this Thursday, which is when this episode is slated to come out, actually. So we'll probably be tweeting about that game all Thursday. Spoiler, I recorded this episode early because <laughs> we have things to do this week. Um, but that's at 730 uh, in Nacogdoches, like I was saying. And these, this field this is what I thought was too, uh, cool about the tournament. It's made up of automatic qualifiers from all 32 D1 conferences and as well as 32 at-large squads, you know? So it's all 32, basically, like, also rans from D1 basketball, you know, second place, third place at times. Um, but then it's, like, everybody else, too, you know? Kind of who got the best shot, maybe who had a really good tournament run. And- mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You have – well, you have some teams that had a really good regular season, and then they come up short in the tournament, or you have teams that had a really good tournament run, say where they were a lower seed and they did something. So – I, it's weird because a lot of the power five teams kind of sneak in there already, but it's conferences like the Sunbelt Mountain West, those type of conferences end up getting um, a handful of teams in the NIT. Cause I don't think Texas state's the only one. I think there's more Sunbelt teams in there too. Right. Yeah. I think there's two or three. Oh, wow. According to your boy, Scott Watkins, no WNIT for Southern Miss Texas state will be the lone Sunbelt representative. No, oh, well, I was wrong. Whoops. I guess I could just click on the whole list. Like <laughs> that just Yeah, I think that's it. Sunbelt, Texas State. That's it. I'm just verifying Scott. But he's a great journalist. Why the hell do I bother? Yeah, that's it. Sunbelt. <laughs> so what you said earlier, take it back. <laughs> take it back. Yeah. It's just just Texas State. I thought there would be more in there. There are not. Nope. I never heard of this Patriot conference. What the hell is that? Oh, you never heard of the Patriot Conference? No, is it good? You do you watch a lot uh, of Patriot women's basketball? I don't. Uh, no, I don't watch a ton of women's basketball in the Patriot Conference, but they do have a pretty good uh, conference tournament. Every year, the Patriot Conference ends up getting 
pretty good ratings on ESPN Plus. Really? ESPN Plus gets pretty good ratings for the Patriot Conference. ESPN Plus, that's a, it's a shame that ESPN has not been able to find a way to buy March Madness. We were talking about this off air. We were saying that like True TV being like hosting games. sponsors, yeah. It's kind of tough. It's like, in, in you know, what is it? Um, Impractical Jokers, Impractical Jokers, uh, a two versus five matchup, Impractical Jokers, Impractical. It's like, all right, you know what I mean? Um, where's the WNIT going to be on? Is it going to be on ESPN Plus? It's on. Let me see. I pulled up that release just now. I think it is on ESPN Plus. Oh, it's actually on CBS, the championship. Well, okay. I knew the championship would be on CBS, but like the rest of it, is it? It's got to be somewhere, right? It can't be all on Paramount Plus. They also have this press conference or press thing kind of misorganized. That's why it took me forever for me to figure out how Texas State was the first one. I had to read it like a bunch of times. So we were the first overall seed in this tournament. Yeah, we're like the first team to get an outright bid because I think the uh, belt was one of the first conferences that like completely up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think those are two different things. Yeah. But hey, I mean, I'll take it. Hey. Doesn't even say it on like the women's basketball posts, like where to watch it or anything. But it's probably because they're still like setting that up. Let me just Google. No way. It. Where can you watch WNIT. Get the free PBS app. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, do you see this? I was like, if they put the WNIT on PBS, bro, like... That can't mean Women's National Invitational Tournament, does it? No. There's <laughs> no way. DraftKings Nation covered this <laughs> selection show? Jesus. Were people betting on this? <laughs> All right, it's on the CBS Sports app. Oh, look. The selection show aired on ESPNU. Okay, 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 okay. That's it. It's it's on the CBS Sports app. That's where it's going to be. CBSSports.com. So it's you need to CBS. have... Well, thank God for local affiliates like CBS, <laughs> San Antonio, for carrying these games. They're not carrying the WNIT. Well, those carry the championship eventually. All right. Ken's five. Ken's five. Yeah, yeah get, get your plug in. No, it's like, I don't know. We, we talked to uh, Coach Z about like, the regular season championship doesn't matter, that type of thing. Uh, WNIT, if they win the WNIT, that is huge. That's, that's a, so that's so big. That's a BF and deal. Yes, that's a huge deal. So I, you know, Mister Negativity over here, I'll uh, I'll eat crow if they win the WNIT. Now I'm looking at the bracket, Jacob. I just had it up. Mm-hmm. All right. So, how speculative do you want to be? Do you want to look like? The WNIT, do you want to go like, all right, you know, Texas State wins this game. Here's who they'd play in the next round. Let's go like, uh, I, I thought you were talking about like in terms of optimism, like how optimistic you were going to be. Yeah. All right. Well, we can do that. How yeah. optimistic are you? I think like 50-50, you know. What the hell like, is that even supposed to mean? Like either <laughs> we're a first round out. How or optimistic are you? 50-50? Like literally 50-50. Yeah. All right, that didn't do anything for anybody. So Texas State, they're in the round of 64. How many rounds deep do you think they could go? Sweet 16, Elite 8. There's 64 th- teams in this tournament. I think there's too much talent on this team in terms of, like, seniority. Coach, he was talking about it, too. Like, I don't know if she's ever going to have a class like this. She was having her own, you know, doubts just about the college basketball yeah. landscape, you know? It's hard the to atmosphere. get a senior to stick around for five years uh, like Coach Johnson and Coach Z have been able to do. Um 
So whether or not they do that again is going to be kind of telling. But that's kind of why I think this team could go to the Elite Eight. Okay. That's a that's a big that's, that's a, a big, big ask. Uh, that's a big ask. So all right. In the next round, they'd play the winner of Kansas. They play the winner of Kansas, and I want to say Western Kentucky. Mm-hmm. The Elite Eight is a step too far. I think the Sweet Sixteen. If a Sweet Sixteen bid would be really, really, really nice for this program, and I think that that would be banner worthy. I think getting to the Sweet Sixteen of the uh, WNIT is is a hey. We should put that on something. You know what I mean? They like, actually don't call it the Sweet Sixteen though. They call it the Super Sixteen. Just so the you Super know. Sixteen. All right. I guess the NCAA gets the uh, the Sweet. So the super cool, whatever point is making it to that round, I think would be a really, really, really big deal uh, for Texas state women's basketball. I, I think you're right though. I think having a, a bit to this, the super 16 as it were uh, would be really cool for this program. You you said that they had gone kind of far before in the WNIT. Do you remember what place they did? I cannot tell you what place they ended up in the, uh, in the NIT before, but they did go when we were in college. They did have a WNIT bid. I think it was around a 32, though. I don't think they made it to the 16. Hmm. That's that, again. This is just off the dome. I don't. I cannot tell you exactly. Um, but yeah, no. It's like, like this getting to the WNIT is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Beating a regional, a relatively regional opponent in a, in a. SFA is a it would be huge taking down the likes of Kansas or a Western Kentucky and then moving on and potentially knocking off another team from a power five conference there it's doable it's very 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 much is doable um and it would give a lot of juice I think to coach Z and the coaching staff when they go on the recruiting trail because if like if they a, were yeah if they were a game away of playing in the NCAA tournament and then say they go two rounds deep in the WNIT it's like hey look you know, this isn't Duke, this isn't UConn, this isn't Tennessee or whatever, but hey, it's not a bad program. You know, we're, what we're selling down here is a pretty pretty good product. Yeah, you have a chance to win now. Yeah, 100%. 100%. How we also have a chance to play all those teams, you know, like let's say if they do play a Kansas, uh, like in the second round. Like in the next would, round. Um, they have a chance to play them healthy because up to now, you know, they play their first game Thursday they'll be all, you know, good to go. It should be at least, unless there's some huge lingering injury that we don't know about. Um, it doesn't sound like it. doesn't sound like I, it. It sounds I like they're all like playing at like at least 80 or above, you know, game time. Um, yeah. How healthy can you be this late in the season? Right. And I think that they, I think that they've been pretty healthy. Um, to that point though, that they're playing basically a game a week, like each of these yeah. rounds is separated by a week. How, uh, how close to a used car salesman is a college coach? Uh, it depends on the school, I guess. How many degrees of separation is it? Two. <laughs> it's not Two. far. Yeah. I don't think it's very far either. Yeah. I think it goes. Well, think like... about uh, your orientation leaders. You remember? Yeah. Yeah. Those, Those guys are salesmen. Right neck and neck. With some of them are car salesmen, to be honest. I think they are now. Yeah. hundred mm-hmm. percent. If you can sell, if you can sell Texas state to a, to a 17 year old, you can sell a Toyota Camry a good dependable car well we joke a little bit too about how like all these coaches just talk about the river and talk about you know how great <laughs> campus is and stuff like that which is totally fair to be honest have you seen campus it's great 
but oh, yeah. um, also like it, it's easier to sell a program that wins, you know, and that's why baseball's had a bunch of success. You know, they used to have tryouts every year. Now they have prospect days where they invite just the best junior colleges, you know, in our area, basically. And we just get the best guys from those. So, Which is so- a, such a sweet, <clears throat> such a sweet deal. <clears throat> that, that is really how you build a great program. No, I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like, yeah, no, it's the- awesome. There's a ton of really good junior colleges in Texas too, like for baseball. You know, for football, it's kind of hit or miss, but for baseball, brother, it is uh it's insane. Basketball, similar. I would if I had a rate, I might go baseball, basketball, football when it comes to finding junior college prospects, especially mm-hmm. for Texas State. Texas State never f- really figures out how to get JV prospects. Well, baseball specifically, there's so much talent, you know. I mean, you're over there on your couch in North Dakota, you could probably come off the bench, you know. Yeah. I probably could. Not anymore. Not anymore with your wing. Got my wing clipped. We're done. <laughs> it's gonna. It's gonna be tough. I. I want to bring this up because <clears throat> I had to get my my X-ray yesterday. When's the last time you took your shirt off in front of strangers? In front of strangers or yeah. in front of medical professionals? Well, it's the same thing, honestly. Is I don't it? know. I mean, people. at least these people have degrees, right? They're supposed to be looking at your naked body. I hope so. Might have just got naked in front of strangers, but anyway. Um, when's the last time you did that? Um, not very recently. I got on that scale. And it was a humbling experience. You just take off your shirt and go. Yeah. Board. Yeah. Yeah. It was a humbling experience. They were like, when's the last time you got on the scale? I was like, they go. Yeah. So it was, anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. Ouch. Tough yeah. crowd. It was rough. It was rough. Nurse was really nice. Well, good luck to the women's team <laughs> as they compete on Thursday. Uh, another women's team I want to talk about that's absolutely lights out. There's a reason I'm talking about them before baseball is because they're ranked number 25, sneaking in after a dominating performance. Sneaking in? At- what, are you, what are you talking about? They're the 25th best team in the country. This is I know, great. I know. But yeah. there's only 25 that are ranked, no? Yeah, no, you're right. They're, well, let me, hold on. There's 25 that are ranked in the top 25. Then there's teams that get votes. And I think they have like all the way, they rank them all the way to like 70 or whatever. Well, yeah, you can always get like also receiving votes, but who wants also receiving votes and it's one vote, you know? Yeah, well, that's fair. 25 is insane. It's great. Yeah. Shout out to them. Did you know that they've already played like 25 games up to this point? Yes. That's crazy. They play so many games so fast. Well, the thing is they got to get them all in, Jacob. That's that's the thing. It's like you got to get all these games in because think like the – what championship games like, like the the NCAA championship is played in June ish, mm-hmm. so you got to go all through all those tournaments. All you're playing close to what eighty games when it's all said and done. So that's why I Coach mean, uh, Woodard was like, "What are you guys talking about? I'm not going to hit four or I'm not going to hit eight hundred this year." And I was like, "Well, I, yeah, you play what fifty games a year? If you win thirty of them, you're pretty close already." Like, yeah, he's already halfway there, literally. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I. I I don't think she likes to look at those numbers for other reasons. Cause it's like, you know, I don't want, I don't want that hanging over my head. Like just continue to win when it's just go out there and win the game that you're supposed to win back to the softball team. Mm-hmm. Incredible performances. Jessica has been as good as we advertised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, She's no, been incredible. She had that, like, remember she missed the first game because something happened or whatever. She had kind of like a Levi Wells situation where she sat a game. And then ever since then, she's been lights out, including this game where she went back on everybody's radar. Is like, could this possibly be the best pitcher in women's softball right now? The answer is yes. Yeah. 
yeah like and it's not like is this the best pitcher in the Sun Belt? is this the best picture in texas it's like is this the best picture in the country and the country and what's just crazy to think like it, it's wild that i don't know how coach woodard does it because it seems like every four years she gets one of these players that's like a randy rupp you know what i mean like because that's always going to be i think like the baseline now when we talk about these great pitchers is just like you get a randy rupp and then you know you figure everything else out you get a jessica and you figure everything else out and she has been so stinking good and it's like you know, I love that the softball team it has a really good photographer, too. I don't know who's doing the photography over there, but there's really good action shots I post on Twitter all the time. And that's really cool, I think. I think it's really cool to see the joy of victory uh, in a lot of those photos. Can you quantify uh, how good she is? You know some of those numbers? I do. Off the top of my head, uh, what's the ERA? Sub 1-2? When she was uh, entering the season, so this is preseason stuff, she was like top, she was in six categories, she was top 10. It, but the the one I'm talking about right now is this, she was third in career ERA one six six. What's the ERA this year? Uh, right now, yeah. Let me see. I think it's like one two, one three, something like that. One one nine. Jeez. So yeah, sub one two. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That's like you're gonna win a lot of games with a sub one two ERA. And with softball, you can pitch every game, every other game. So now it just comes down to can the team put some runs on the board? And they have been. They've been putting some runs on the board. You not know, just, not just uh, pitch every game too. She threw nine in this last one. So it was yeah. just all her. And UT had changed out. Uh, they played the Bevo Classic, obviously. That's so what I'm talking about this. And that's what helped them get that uh, dominating win. This is also, you know. Uh, you know, I love ballparks. I know how what each of these ballparks are called. Do you know what UT softball complex is called? If the uh, if the baseball team is called the dish, the softball team has to be called the bowl, right? No, no. it is the red and Charlene McCombs field. Red McCombs field. huh? Red McCombs passed away. He did. Give a lot of money. Give a lot of money. That was his pro team was the texas ut athletics was his pro team that he put money into mm-hmm. and a bunch of other places i think uh at uiw you know he obviously is san antonio area but um he put in a bunch of money at uiw too because their business school is red mccombs too he's got a like a name named after him like everywhere guy it was a rich rich guy cool um, and like yeah, i was saying they, she's, they did really good the, in the Bevo classic did they surprise yeah. you in the Bevo classic uh, no, I mean, they threw a nine, right? Like a regular, uh, game is through eight. So it took them through one more and then scored on that very next one. So just that kind of ability to be like, okay, this is game time, game time now, you know, but then for like the, the entirety of the tournament, did they like impress you? Is yeah. my question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Do I think winning the, sun... the, you know, where they are in the sun belt right now. Have they played any conference games yet? No, they play their first conference series against Troy. Uh, and then the men's team plays their first conference series against Southern Miss this weekend. Yeah. So again, that doesn't matter. They haven't yeah. played any conference games yet. And you know what's bullshit? We're talking about conference, non-conference. Coastal Carolina is number one in the conference right now. Do you know who they've played? A bunch of fucking cupcake schools. They played UMass Lowell four times. And they played... St. Joseph's 
there's just a bunch of no-name schools, you know? Wow. No respect for St. Joe's. That's tough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, look, but the they thing is that... thing to this year, that'd be something. The thing is that you're always going to play those northern schools, and they got to, you know, they got to play somebody. So it's not, you know, I don't really care. Conference is what matters most. Something, yeah. Conference is what matters most, and when the women's softball team gets it going, they'll be fine. But yeah, like I was saying, Jessica Mullins, entering her junior year, she was third in career ERA, sixth in career wins, fifth in career strikeouts, eighth in career appearances, eighth in innings pitched, and tied for 10 in shutouts. So she's behind Rupp in most of those categories, right? Uh, Yeah, I'd have to believe she's behind. Do you think that she's going to... So she has a COVID year. She got a COVID year in there. What... Can she close the gap? You have to stay for that fifth one, right? Like, yeah, doesn't make sense not to, especially if you yeah. got a nice little endorsement or something. Yeah, she got the nil money coming in. She's good to go. Yeah, I, I don't. Know. I want to buy one of her shirts too. I'll plug. I'll plug her shirts too. <laughs> yeah, we have to wear on the podcast next week. That'd be dope. But yeah, I, I think that I don't think she's going to catch her up in a lot of those categories because she was just so dominant. But okay. Jessica McMullen or uh, Jessica has been really good. She played a lot too. So it's like, how, many, how much do you want to ride this arm, or do you want to see if you can? You know, ah. that's what Coach Woodard was saying. Is like we had one for the longest time. Now to have two, that would be a real game changer. Do but I don't think they have to. <laughs> you know what I mean? I so. Like go well. I mean, so far this season, I don't think that they've had two. Do you? Like, I mean, I just look at, I just box score watch honestly. So like, yeah. I haven't seen anybody else coming in and pitching big innings. I see the tweets. I only pay attention when when our girls are pitching, you know, Jessica. Yeah. Well, if we only pay attention when Jessica's pitching, then we're never going to know if they have a second ace. So there you go. There, sorry, fans. That's that's where we're at. That's our homework. Watch the yeah. games Watch <laughs> when the Jessica's game. not pitching. It's hard. It's hard. There's so much to do. There's so that's many other things. It's just now recently calmed down. Yes. Mostly I, I, the men's yes. team ending the way it did. Yes. Basketball's done. So now baseball, baseball and softball a lot easier to keep track of. But I get I get shamed by Tech State fans. I don't know if you know this, Jacob, but there are people who are like in San Marcos who are like, well, are you watching this game? I'm like, dude, I'm doing ba- I'm calling basketball games. I'm like, there's a lot going on. And they're like, well, you know, Texas State, they're playing North Coast State this weekend. It's like, okay, I'll watch a couple innings, but I can't sit and watch nine innings of ball game. You know, I just can't. There's too much stuff going on. Now things are relaxing. Now I can watch again. But yeah. like, come on, give me a break. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. <laughs> it's kind of a lot. It's a lot to, especially two weeks ago, right? When we were doing all those things, we had like a podcast, two podcasts a week. And then everybody's expecting us to watch all the things that we're supposed to talk about on air. Well, and then we, yeah. Who are you to demand that? <laughs> yeah. We're trying our best. Okay. Trying our best. I want to talk about baseball. Actually, we talked about baseball a little bit. Uh, like I said, yeah, they ate the against... bison up, bro. Beat the <sighs> hell out of NDSU. I actually didn't know uh, NDSU was that good at baseball. Did you? Uh, yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Yes, I knew. <laughs> hey, I'm not a real fan. I'll admit it. <laughs> I watched Texas State play. I know. I get it. No, no, no. I, I knew that they were pretty good. Um, They got a bunch of dudes who, I don't know, good for North Dakota, good for this area of the country. When they played Texas State, they got that lead. I think they had like a 7-1 lead, and Texas mm-hmm. State came back, and I was like, ooh, baby, I love that. You're okay. right. When you talk about Coastal Carolina's level of competition versus what Texas State has played, 
the Bobcats across the board have played better non-conference competition than probably close to anybody else in uh, in college uh, baseball and softball. Yeah, last thing, you didn't mention that Texas State beat Alabama, which is a ranked team, too, in that Bevo Classic. Oh, yeah, that's two back-to-back wins against ranked yes. teams. Yes, that's freaking huge. And uh, one of the chicks, Abby Dusher, plays first base for Alabama, won a state title last year in North Dakota. I covered those games, called those games, and she's really good at basketball. Everybody was like, well, she's playing softball in Alabama. I was like, holy, that's crazy. So and here starting. we are. <laughs> that's pretty good. Huh? And she's starting. She's, she's legit. And people were like, again, whatever. Point is, the win against Alabama – was great. I'm really you didn't happy. Sell her on Texas State. I didn't talk to her. No. I just I let her. I she signed her letter of her commitment. And you know, it's my pitch for Texas State would be a lot harder, I think, than an Alabama coach coming in being like, "Hey, Alabama." Like I don't know. When you fly in on Nick Saban's helicopter. Yeah, when you walk through, when you walk through, and it's like all of the different photos, and Tuscaloosa has spent billions of dollars on their equipment and stuff, and it's like you know, we have a. I can really imagine like the the food and stuff at Texas State is great, right? We have all eaten that. Oh, I got super Paris. fat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I gained the freshman fifteen for sure. I can only imagine the difference at a D one perspective too at Alabama, and like how much more stuff that goes into all that. I think that if you're a student at Alabama, you're probably getting the freshman 15. I think that you're if a, a student athlete at Alabama, you're getting the freshman 25, and it's muscle. Mm-hmm. They, they they got you on that nutrition program. Whereas I don't, maybe Texas State does. I'd like to next coach we have on Jacob remind me to ask about the nutrition oh. program. Like this guy's uh, from New York, you know. We're gonna make him look like he only ate cornbread growing up. <laughs> Coming soon. No kidding. Hey, we should get the strength and conditioning coach on. Honestly, I've been interested in all that too. I'm poking around. We're seeing. We're 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 shuffling our cards. It's off season, yeah. so we got it's a good. lot of people to talk to. Frankly, I was gonna say it's a good a good August interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So baseball, like I was saying, takes on Southern Miss. You, you excited to see anything in uh, the baseball world? I was talking to. We talked about where uh, Texas State base or softball lands in the conference. I think. Uh, baseball is actually in that same boat they haven't played any conference games so yeah. it's like it these, these don't the standings don't really matter all that much mm. um because you're playing you know colgate and you're playing yeah playing all these like does this even exist like how everybody says about Ex- gonzaga every year exactly you kind of go like where is uh where where is uh this school located can i, I get people talking about that uh, about u of age and uh, their basketball run thus far who said that about u of age just random people on the internet, losers without podcasts like you and me. The American conference is, it's not the best conference in the world, but it's not bad. Anyway. Call them frauds because they beat Memphis. Wow. Fraud? <laughs> That's a lot. All right. Well, anyway, point is, is that I think the baseball team is in a similar boat. You're correct with softball. To say they're the best team in the conference is hard to say right now because of the additions of Marshall and Southern Miss. This first series, you don't want to put too much stock into it against uh, the Golden Eagles. But with that said, it would be really nice to take two or three against Southern Miss to really start the conference like season off right. My question will be, what does that Friday pitcher look like? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you got you to gotta win that first game of the series. And Texas State for the last couple of years has either been really good on Friday and Sunday and struggled on Saturday or they 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 never can figure out where the pitchers work best and when in the rotation. 
Their so, midweek's been pretty good too, I'd say. Like Tuesday, midweek has been good. Days. The midweek's been good. Yeah, but the midweek's weird because that's the you get like it's a Texas, quick turn. Yeah. Well, you get Texas on like a Wednesday, and it's like, oh, this is the biggest game of the season. This is going to be the game that everybody shows up to. Or and this we have year our we get third a home and home with them Tuesday, Thursday. You know. Yeah. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. So do we have a Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Uh, let me see. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, do we play five games in whatever seven days? We just did. Tough. We just did something similar with uh, Sam Houston, actually, not too long yeah. ago. So, oh, it's a Monday, Tuesday, and then we play Friday, Saturday, Sunday against Marshall. In Got April. you. Yeah, so that's April tenth is the first game against UT. We play in the next game. Uh, first games in San Marcos. Second games at Dish Falk, and then we have a home series against Marshall. So at least we're not traveling very much. We're just going up and down thirty-five. Up and down thirty-five. Yeah, no, no problem there. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just getting the first win of the season, conference win of the season against Southern Miss would be important this weekend or this week. I was talking about that, uh, that UIW Sam Houston deal, right? So when we had to do a similar turn like that, right? We played Tuesday, Wednesday, pretty similar situation to Monday, Tuesday. Um, beat UIW, beat Sam Houston, then traveled to Grand Canyon and had uh, maybe our worst showing of the year before losing to UTSA. Yeah. So we lost that first game. Everybody was like, that's okay. Pick up your chin. And then uh, won the second game and then lost uh, to 11. Got shut out. Our moniker is Slam Marcus. Mm -hmm. Is San Antonio's Slam Antonio? Slam Antonio. I don't buy any of that BS, though. um, Did you see what uh, they did to the Tamu CC Islanders over the weekend? Thirty-one to something. Yeah, it was. Um, the poor, the poor Islanders, bro. My boy, is he the Islander? Uh, I used to work in Corpus, so I'm kind of partial to that team, to be honest. I like, I like Corpus, even though everybody else seems to freaking hate it for whatever reason. I'm the only person in Texas who likes Corpus Christi, it feels like. It was fun. It was fun while it lasted. Yeah. All Look, right. Check this out. Game one of that, right, they they came to San Marcos, they beat us, whatever. Then they had a three-game series in uh, San Antonio. They beat the Islanders 10-6, game one. Game two on the Saturday, 31-6, and then... For the sweep, they beat them 9-6. 31? <laughs> They're really good, man. It is. That that is really good. Yeah. So they had like a Chase Mora type game. And that's not good. Don't let the no. cats get hot. Definitely do not let the birds get hot. Do we play UTSA again this year? We do. April 21st. Mark All right. Calendars. And mark the calendars. Because that'll be that'll be a revenge game for sure. Yeah, I'll be there too. So hope we travel well. All right. Oh, not April 21st. I'm sorry. April 18th. April 18th. Got my days all wrong. They played Troy on the 21st. Gotcha. I wanted to talk about um, how good Chase Moore is. He has been on fire. He, he's been, is he, he's been the best bat for Texas State for sure. Uh, it's it been wild. The freshman's holding that weight. It's been wild. Yeah. It's been wild to see how like strong he's come on. Cause talking to Trout before the season, you can go back and listen to the interview. Um, he's not somebody that Trout talked about. He's not somebody that Trout was like, you know, you really. Mentioned. Yeah, didn't focus on him at all. In fact, I remember he said that this is a team that's led by upperclassmen, 
who they have underclassmen who are just trying to figure out yeah. their roles. There's well, Morris, players. Big Morris role players. has been hitting the freaking tar out of the ball. You know, he's been hitting the cover off it. So shout out to him, man. Great mm. stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's yeah. like, I want to, I want to see, oh, obviously Jose Gonzalez has been amazing too. He's one of the best hitters in the country. Uh, ben McLean too, having a great season. Um, the pitchers, you know, doing their thing, figuring it out post Levi Wilson. Figuring it out for sure. Figuring it out. Um, I'll say too about scheduling that, you know, uh, football kind of does everything wrong because they have a guy that comes in every three years with a lot of hopes, a lot of dreams, a lot of aspirations. <laughs> and so they schedule these games like the like the schedule we're about to have. It's a crazy schedule. It's meant to have been built up over the course of four decent years of success. And then you have a really good breakout year, right? Mm-hmm. Boom! <laughs> we're at that time. We're about to get slammed in the face, prospectively. Um, but because Coach Woodard and because Coach Trout have both been a part of coaching administrations that go back to what feels like the dawn of time at Texas State, <laughs> you know, you go back to the UTSA series, it's a hundred game series. It's a great rivalry. It's a great tradition that they've played, even through the separation of conferences, through the like implementation of new teams in those same conferences. It's really cool that they've kept it going for as much as I hate UTSA. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um yeah, it well, you know, UTSA's had a baseball team longer than they've had a football team too. It's mm. part of it. Uh when you talk about like the different rivalries and stuff. I think one of the first games I saw Texas State play was at UTSA and it was a basketball game. It was a men's basketball game. So yeah, I mean, Moore has been really good. This baseball team has been really good, but like I say, none of this matters until we get to conference. You know? I'll do a little numbers radio for Mora too. Uh this is from our boy Chris from the sports information director at Texas state uh, Moore's college career at the plate so far. So this is post NDSU game, 67 pitches seen 20 plate appearances, 19 at bats, eight hits, seven home runs, three home runs on two strike counts, 17 RBIs. The seven home runs are more than 56 division one teams entering today. That's, that's insane. That's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. He could that's, beat a whole team by himself. That's crazy. Well, um, you talk baseball is all about streaks. It's all about, you know, you're <laughs> you're on a hot streak right now. Texas State has kind of been able to capitalize on his hot hitting streak. Like, it's not like he's hitting these home runs and we're losing games. That's the other thing. Well, they've invested in the long-term, uh, I guess, like mental support of the student-athlete. That was like one of the first things Coach Trout mentioned is that they bring in a specialist guy – mental uh what's it called i guess uh sports psychologist that's what i'm trying mm-hmm. to get that but that talks to them you know breaks down kind of like things that they're trying to get over you know like for example if chase mora is really really hot and then out of nowhere just drops off and it's like will he ever play baseball again you know like these are the things going through his mind probably like how do you get over that you know i had a friend in high school that wanted to be a sports psychiatrist and i said that that was the so dumb i was like that's a lame lame that's job not a man. field that's gonna ever expand uh i still i don't know let me ask um we should ask some of these student athletes i'd be curious to see what they have to say because i think for the majority of fans the idea that there's a guy that's going to come in and talk to you and then he's going to be able to like solve any of your mental anguish like you know what i mean like to to make you competitive i think the majority of fans are going to be like what the hell are you talking about like just go out and kick the ball just go out and hit the ball now i am a sophisticated individual I know that it is important or whatever, but 
for the majority of fans, I think to say that like, you know, so-and-so needs a sports psychiatrist to figure out how to hit the ball. I, I, I don't know. I think most older fans will turn their nose up at that. I think it's kind of like having your mom or your dad or your boss tell you something that you kind of already know, you know, you, you have the answer in front of you and you just don't want to admit that it's right. And you have to kind of do these things to get a certain result, you know, but you get an outside perspective. That's like, Hey, I'm here for you. You know, I'm a good investment tool for you. Listen to me. I have sure. all your answers. I think it's cool. Cause is that it, just what coaches do though? Cause then you're all the time too. You're probably listening to yourself. You're listening to the same coaches. You're listening to the same like circle of influence. And then finally this, shaman enters and lets you enter the avatar state you know <laughs> right hopefully yeah spot on but yeah shout out chase Moore for being amazing this week he's uh what national college baseball's player of the week no that's crazy honor too I hell yeah was, brother wasn't he first one in a while he was uh i want to say the player of the week or on a, some sort of watch list a while ago he's gonna end up playing for player of the month here pretty soon He's a beast. He keeps the streak up. Yeah. Uh, also, some football headlines, everybody. Ooh. Uh, this is reported by uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Um, SFA loses another assistant coach to an FBS school. So this is about the running backs coach at Texas State. Still no announcement from Texas State. But if Dave Campbell's is saying it, 24-7 is reporting it, I think it's pretty much happening. Yeah, um, I, I concur. So the running back coach is leaving too, huh? Yeah. Well, no, we already had the remember Cam Cam Martin. Yeah, he already took off, and so we're getting SFA's coach. Again, feels like there's plenty of time. I'm not super concerned. Some people get really concerned about this stuff. I start worrying in like Eric April. Stevens, by the way. April is when I start saying like we need to have our coaching staff figured out. Yeah, well, I mean, all these guys like what do they really mean to Texas State? They haven't played any games together, so it's kind of yeah, like pretty much throw the dice. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It could What's be anybody. Running? I don't care. They haven't played yeah, a game. We we just need to have a coach that's in the in the building. Literally, yeah. It could be my middle school coach. Could not be that. Does coach not Gallen. need to be. To, does not out. need to be a middle school coach. <laughs> it needs to be somebody that can run the ball. I'm sick of. We haven't been able to run the ball games. Years. What? Some two backs. What the hell is that? Years. We haven't been able to run the ball. Also, like from Campbell's football. Uh, you know, they did this with a bunch of teams. They were had the schedules. Had a picture of the team. How far do you think this is going to go? Texas State got a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of interactions. 189 likes, 23 retweets, a bunch of comments, 58,000 views on this. Uh, Our president, Dr. Kelly Danfus, says that we're going 12 and 0. 13, actually. That's a bull win. I said 6 and 6. I think you said 6 and 6. We'll put Kelly down for 12 and 0. Yeah. I like Tyler Huff though. So if he's confident that we're gonna go to a bowl win, he said what did he say? Six and or eight and something or I've something. heard that before. You put that in your bucket of things mm-hmm. you've heard before. I've heard that before. The we're gonna win a bowl game this year. Let me see it. You know, when we do it, we'll buy the shirts, we'll print the t shirts, but until then it's like, you know, let's just let's just win six games. Let's get to six wins. <laughs> Don't worry about the bull. Don't worry about going to the Bahamas or wherever else. Just win six games, and then we'll figure it out from there. Cats. I'll tell you what. If they do go to bowl, I will definitely be there because how could you not want to go see the first bowl game? 100%. 100,000%. All right. Going around. Episode 16. 
You know, we were talking about off air too about great uh, basketball players. You reminded me Trey Lorenz Nottingham started mm. a viral vine. I want to end the show with that. So shout out <laughs> Trey, man. I miss shout him. out Trey. So many great players. See you, man. See you. Yo, purple sex, Molly purple sex, purple sex, Molly purple sex, purple sex, Molly purple sex, represent, gotta represent, mask on, fucking mask off, mask on, fucking mask off, mask on, fucking mask off, mask on, fucking mask off. Purple cup, yeah, that's what I've been sipping. Ooh, ooh, got your bitch, and you know she fucking stripping. Ooh, ooh, got the chain, so you know I get the tipping. Ooh, ooh, oh shit, man, I'm fucking pipping. Thanks for listening. New episodes out every Thursday. Follow the boys on Twitter. Eat them up. Eat them up. Eat em up.